Welcome into the Tight Lives Podcast, episode 42, Jackie Robinson edition, COVID-19 edition, coronavirus pandemic edition. The world's burning down and we're just giving you content. But you know what? Golf's the only sport that people can play and be social right now without worrying about potentially fatal illness. That's true. Because you can walk, you can not take the pin out, you can only touch your balls, not somebody else's balls. Thank goodness. Um, yeah. I mean, there. I went to the golf course today at lunch. Uh, don't at me. I was only gone for 45 minutes, employer, and uh, don't really care. Uh, and there was about 40 cars in the parking lot. I saw a club down And in- it is terrible weather lately. It, yeah. I mean, of course, it's a mud field. It's just people, squishy. But old men are wanting to play golf. I saw a course in Mississippi that had a uh, like a pool noodle ring around the pin so the ball could only drop half an inch into the cup. Yeah, so you didn't have to touch the yeah. bottom. Yeah. You just could touch your ball. Yeah. That's pretty smart. It's, that like a, pretty smart. it's like a two and a half inch PVC sleeve around the flag. Exactly. Um, but two. yeah, anyway, golf golf's keeping the uh, world together, I feel like, in a, in a little bit of a way. Um so since so we had what the Arnold Palmer mm-hmm. that who won that that would have been Tyrrell Hatton won that after the mini breakdown he had yeah he uh, he shot the water he flipped the water off and then he kicked some dirt he basically did like a Lou Pinella act yeah like while playing golf just got thrown out gave the home pi- or home plate umpire what he was thinking yeah he was like I'm gonna stand in front of the plate. Because don't worry, you won't be able to see me, kind of thing. Somehow he kept it together, though. He yeah. played really good those last few holes. I think I heard Leishman say in a post round interview how happy he was about, uh, or how impressed he was by Tyrrell and his play there late. Yeah, and uh, was it Honda? Who won Honda? Who won the Honda? This is you know this is a test. Who can figure out who won Honda? Not Rory. Not Ricky. Not our boy, the postman, after a 10-over day one. Yeah, no, that wasn't it. Damn, this is embarrassing. I'm literally drawing a fat old blank. Don't look. It's gonna, I don't want to, but I'm going to. Was it a first-time winner? No. No. Oh! Sung J.M. Sung J.M., you're right. So it was a first-time winner, actually. He's won. Last year? Didn't he win one? I don't think he won. I think that was his first win. Maybe a first-time winner. All right, well, we'll cut out the part where we thought for 35 seconds. And so, Sung J.M. won the Honda Classic. Um, but, yeah, that's what's happened. It seems like eons ago. And then, <clears throat> as you know, this whole thing kind of started going down early last week in America. And you had – basically, it started in the NBA. You had Rudy Gobert. Well, it started with the NCAA tournament. Yep. They started canceling conference championship games and conference tournaments, like in the middle of it. And then they were just going to talk about playing it, March Madness with no fans. And then they just all all out basically nixed it. Mm-hmm. And then that night in the NBA, you had four or five games going on. And then you had old Rudy Gobert got cute, started slapping microphones, saying he wasn't worried about the coronavirus. And then pop. He tests positive for it before the game, and they cancel. They quarantine both locker rooms. They test every person on each team and the reporters that were around them. Mm-hmm. And at the time, the NBA had had more coronavirus tests done than the entire United States combined. Wow. Bad look. Wow. But at the time, it was only able to be done in private labs. So That's true. They could, I mean, hey, we'll pay for it. Boom. Um, 
But anyway, so that kind of started the snowball effect, started going from there. So then the NBA suspended all games until like further notice. Mm-hmm. The Warriors had already come out and said they weren't going to play in front of fans prior to that because San Francisco's a cesspool and it was already popping off there. Um, and then it just kind of rippled from there. And basically by by Wednesday, everything everything was canceled. Baseball pushed back, MLS pushed back, minor league stuff pushed back, NHL suspended. Spring sports for college were still postponed indefinitely at that point. They were hoping they could play them after Easter. Those have since been canceled. Yep. But the PGA Tour basically <laughs> citing acreage and – like lack of con- whatever they were partying on and carrying on. Like, had, go ahead. Hideki Matsuyama was partying on. Uh, yeah, he shot nine under day one. Little course record sixty three. Yeah, Tuesday night they had the damn chain smokers there on Seventeenth Green partying with like twelve to twenty thousand people there yeah. with no regard to Corona going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just said they were going to play the first round, and then they came out and they said they were going to play the rest of the event with no fans like halfway through the day which is just crazy because like the players is really the biggest event that they have all year yeah um on the tour you could see toward the end of that day on thursday the crowds kind of started thinning out news had gotten out um it looked just kind of weird for a players because it's normally the biggest event of the spring prior to the masters for golf so it's, it's packed and it's huge for jacksonville like Ton, yeah. Tons of guys live there. Yeah. The PJ Tours in uh, Ponte Vedra, which is right down the street. So it's like it's the PJ Tours hometown event. It's big for the community, big for the city. And I mean, I understand why they waited as long as they could to cancel it. They but tried, the, yeah. but then it was like, all right, you, we, we, we're going to post probably I don't know quarter million people come through the gates at least over the weekend and every. I mean, it was in, in two-hour interval. Stuff was just updating rapidly, and yeah. um, they couldn't be. They couldn't look like they, if one person would have gotten it there. It bad look. Been, a, a player had been a really bad look <clears throat> yeah. because they were two days behind everybody else. Because I mean, the players were even taken to social media. Uh, yeah, Lucas R- Glover, Rory, Rory. They all kind of ripped them, saying, "You know, why did it take you this long?" Essentially. But you just gave good reasons why it did take them that long. I mean, so, that's, that's a lot of freaking money involved. Yeah, and you're in an open-air environment. I mean, people are still getting out in that right now. So, I mean, I think they probably would have been okay without fans. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it, too, is that they have a huge interna- – and that tournament especially has a huge international presence. Yeah, you're right. So you got guys coming – who knows if they had come from another – like if they didn't play Honda and they didn't play API and they were, say, coming from England – or China or wherever. Yeah. Who knows where they had been, who they had been exposed to before they even got there. So I think once they started doing running the math and seeing what was happening all over the world, it was like, guys, we it don't matter how much money, we gotta Yep. We gotta cut this. Yep. Um Can you imagine if they did play it, how bad of a look it would have been afterward? Like the hindsight twenty twenty thing yeah. in this situation would have been detrimental. They would have gotten wrecked. Every player would have gone to the new league. Oh, it'd have been bad. Like the PG, like they announced the new uh, TV deal on Monday. Yeah, the day the market like really crashed. Yeah, and like you got Monahan sitting there with the stock ticker going by at the Nasdaq, it's like negative seventeen hundred points. Like <laughs> while they're announcing the circuit breaker big, hit, big TV deal. Which I mean, a lot of this stuff. I mean, obviously these tournaments are planned out a year in advance. They start working on them six months in advance. Start directing stuff three weeks in advance. They had scheduled the uh, like the new deal to probably come out the week of the players, their event, the tours event, like 
a lot had gone into that that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can't expect a global pandemic to hit. But no. uh, I say it's got to be. You got to be pretty disappointed. But at some point, it's out of your hands, and it's kind of continued to be out of everyone's hands, and progressively gotten worse. So we're still looking for the bottom of it. Yeah, we won't get into politics, views, me- medicine. We won't get into that because none of us are experts, and I certainly am not. Um, but so now it what then they came out and postponed everything through uh, the Houston Open at first. Mm-hmm. So that was the basically they postponed everything up to the Masters originally. Like yep. I guess that would have been Monday. Yep. It sat Sunday or Monday. They basically had postponed through then, and then Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, they announced that. Yeah, you know, I guess it was yesterday they announced that they. Uh, they had postponed all the way through the Byron Nelson. Yep. The Masters came out and said they were gonna they were postponing. They they've canceled the normal all, field events. They've canceled all the normal field events. They've left the majors uh, up for postponement. Mm-hmm. So uh, right now, kind of go into that. I mean, so you're basically one. So you count the players canceled. Valspar this week was canceled. Next week would be the Dell and the Punta Cana event. Valero, Masters, RBC Heritage, Zurich, Wells Fargo, Byron Nelson. So that's 10, 11 with the PGA. So that's nine event, eight events that have been canceled. They have Punta Cana listed as postponed because I guess they may play that in the fall. Yeah. Um, but the other events have been canceled. PGA and the Masters are postponed. Um, same goes Corn Ferry Tour. They've got like – They've got seven or eight. They're canceled through Knoxville. So, basically, everything's canceled through May 11th. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the Champions Tour. They're canceled through the re- May. Yeah, I mean, through, excuse me, June. Well, May 10th, and they canceled their Japan event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no going to go over there. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about the LPGA Tour. I don't have them on here, but I'm sure they're in a, they're all kind of aligning in similar, similar ways. So, um a lot of room immediately it starts sparking rumors. Um, masters, obviously the uh, so the way Augusta works is that they they're open from October or end of September through basically like May one. Yeah, the they, week after the Masters. Yeah, they they shut pretty it down. soon after. They yeah. shut it down completely. Um, so they basically play in everybody else's off season. The mem- that's when the members are there, and so. <clears throat> They're not gonna. They're. I don't see. They're not gonna have the Masters during the time period when the normal members will be able to play. Yeah. And a lot of it is has to do with the type of grass that they have in order for it to be green in early April in the South. So you flip the calendar. You basically got to go opposite calendar. Yeah. For for both reasons. And so October November has kind of been like the landing spot. Um. You also have some other big events that are going on this year that aren't normal. It's an Olympic year and a Ryder Cup year. Yeah, not good. So you've got the Olympics are in like what July August mm-hmm. time frame. I say I want to say like into July through like the first week of August, and then you've got uh, the Ryder Cup is in September, like middle of September, like correct second or third weekend in September. Yep. So. Those are two big events that are in play this year that typically – I mean, the Olympics only comes around every four years. I would be extremely shocked if the Olympics holds to this point. Like, yeah, I think it's going to get canceled. Like, I think being 
like this is not no rape. This is just facts. It's in an Asian country, close to where the outbreak started, on an island, confined, super like developed and populated area. Mm-hmm. So, and you bring in people from a hundred something countries from all over the freaking place. Where, I mean, this thing's gonna keep like it may have like Africa has the least amount right now. Yeah, but it could keep growing later at a later time than ours does. So, True. it's so different, and it's not one like thing it's not like 9-11 happened and in new york this happened we grounded planes for a day we're on alert for months and then everything kind of went back to the way it was mm-hmm. this is not a controlled environment in a vacuum yeah. so i really don't see that happening so no i mean i saw the new york times wrote an article today titled cancel the olympics and when you start talking politics and whatnot and public opinion that's going to push the envelope even more to make a decision sooner rather than later too. So yeah, I'm on the ship that the Olympics probably won't happen this year, which is a sad thing. Like you said, only comes around every four years. You think of older uh, athletes that have trained their entire lives for things like this. And not not getting, most of them not getting paid. Exactly. And they're going to miss out on uh, kind of an opportunity. It's a shame, but yeah, I agree just for the safe safety of all those are competing and the people that actually come, the fans, um, you're probably going to have to cancel it just just based on a political view. Yeah. Um, so then the rumors start – the rumor mill starts churning. Nobody's got anything better to do than try to figure out when they may move the Masters to. Mm-hmm. And so I think – I want to say it's Georgia, Florida maybe or something that weekend. But basically it's falling on like October 5th through October 11th is that week. Oh, boy. Um, it's kind of – is what the rumored uh, – kind of the rumored date range i've heard people say that they know somebody on the board of education of georgia and they've talked about extending fall break like that's the week after fall break they've talked about extending it a week so that people can rent their houses out in augusta and the neighboring areas so that there's a place for people to stay then people so once people started finding that out people that had tickets or media or whatever they started booking up hotel rooms because right now hotels are dirt cheap everywhere yeah you can stay at the west in downtown dallas right now for 120 dollars a night yeah typically it's gonna be 300 dollars a night the masters they do about eight times on the chart like i stayed in a baymont inn that entered from the outside two exits up from augusta and paid 500 dollars for one night yep so people started booking and then hotels started canceling their reservations oh wouldn't let them book it well they booked and then, and then they it. got canceled notifications because they want to be able to jack the upcharge. price, upcharge yeah. people. Yeah. So that to me shows you two things. One, uh, or basically tells you that there it's there's a pretty good chance it's going to happen in that time frame. Because why would hotel people unless they're just saying, taking a precaution that if it does happen, if then, it does. But you, I, you're missing one big key component. All right. This isn't. We haven't roped in the coronavirus yet. That's true. Yeah, so I mean, you know, Lord willing, it uh, kind of gets handled in the next in the coming months. That's everything seven, slows down. That'd be seven months from now. I know, but as far as but even if they only played it with just golfers, yeah, yeah, I'd be fine with that. But the golfers are pretty upset with the players playing on. You know, it's attempting to talk about playing on a Friday. It's at the beginning of the outbreak. I understand different thing. Yeah. but if it's still going on, there's going to be some pushback. I mean. I'll play. I'll say this side of it. If it's still going on at a point where sports and stuff aren't back by then, then we're in deep shit. Something's going on. Like we're in contagions going deep, on. Deep, deep, 
deep shit. Yeah. That golf would be the least of anybody's worries at that point. Especially in October, like you're saying. I mean, ha- football season would be halfway going on by then. Like Six months. You start thinking about that, you're talking about, like, literally the Dust Bowl. Like, the Great Depression's happening if we're at that point. Yep. So, that's kind of the master side of it. Uh, I was listening to an interview with Kiz- Kevin Kisner and the four-play guys the other day. And he was talking about, like, the different grasses and stuff. And he's like, it'd be really hard. Even at Augusta, it would be hard for them because something with the turf that they have is, like, it's literally engineered for April. Yeah. Like, even the golf course that the members play, like, the rest of the season, it even, and it's not anywhere close to what the conditions are for the Masters. Yeah. So, if Augusta's willing to put a product out there that may not be the same as what it normally is – that's one thing, but if anybody could do it and get a course ready to that standard, it's them. It's them. You're right. With the sub error systems and yeah. the, the agronomists that they have. Yeah. Can't control the weather, can't control the time of the year, but everything else they have a pretty good handle on there. They're honestly probably as close as you could get as far as temperature, like April and October. Yep. Pretty darn close um, in this part of the world. Yep. And then, obviously, the PGA Championship, it was scheduled to be at Harding Park in San Francisco. Mm. So, that was like – before they even were talking about the Masters being canceled, they were like, yeah, we got a nix. The PGA's done. Like, they were talking about moving it to Sawgrass during the players before yeah. it was even canceled. Yeah. So, that one, uh, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they probably will move it sometime. I've heard one rumor about them. If the Olympics got canceled, they could put it that week. And then if, like, because, all right, Memphis is, is the 4th of July weekend. Two weeks later, I want to say it was either the Olympics or it's the Open. But basically they could either take the Olympic spot or they could take Memphis's spot, take the Tour Championship out of Atlanta – and put it in Memphis to appease FedEx mm-hmm. for the Tour Championship at the end of the year. Yeah. So that's a possibility. Possibly. Um, Listen, I, I did see some cool stuff about if the PGA's moved and you didn't want to have fans on site, move it to a place that couldn't accommodate fans, but it's a great course in our country. Yeah. I saw I mean, I saw Bandon Dunes get thrown out of there, a couple other places like that where they couldn't hold – the amount of fans, but they could give the type of golf that we'd love to watch. Yeah, like the infrastructure wouldn't be there to have 50, exactly. 50, 50 to 75,000 people there, but like. But the golf course is ready for major golf. Yeah. Would be a great idea, in my opinion. That would be awesome. Would make for awesome TV, kind of a once in our lifetime type thing. Put it like. Hopefully. It, put it at like Trinity Forest with no people and dry it the hell out. Yeah. Like Trinity Forest not soaked in water and would like be awesome. Three over Stream winning. song. Like. Band in some of places like that, yeah, that would be exactly phenomenal. It's cool. Um, cool take. The U.S. Open will probably be fine, and honestly, it probably helps them more because it's gonna be at Wingfoot. So that's true. It's uh, Northeast needs every day it can get to get dry and green. Even though I heard somebody was saying that the quarantine line, like in New York in that area, is like ten blocks from. Wingfoot, like it's super close. To like where they literally have the National Guard set up is like right down the road from Wingfoot. <laughs> so that doesn't help them either. Well, um, as far as that, yeah, Ryder Cup scheduled for September. Nothing, yep. There was a fake report that it got canceled. We're and gonna then, see a lot of that. I feel like. Yeah, and then like twenty minutes later, it was like the Ryder Cup account was like, there is no validity to that statement. It came out of England, but um, it's just weird, like. Then you start even getting into like, okay, how do you, how do you handle the FedEx Cup? Mm-hmm. Like as far as points, 
you got less opportunities. How do you weight it? Yeah. Um, it's tough for all the guys that, you know, kind of got their foot in the door this year and are trying to make a living playing all these smaller events that are going to get canceled. Lots of missed dollars, lots of missed chances for those guys. Guys that have conditional status that yeah. typically would get a lot of these type of starts, like before and after majors, yeah. um, to try to get enough points. Now they're, uh, they're kind of SOL. So what I would think would potentially happen is, like, you give all the money away, hmm. but you roll everybody's status over to the to, for another year, basically. That makes sense, yeah. Um, kind of like the NCAA. Aren't they giving spring sports another? Yeah, they're talking about giving people another. Like they can stay another year if they want to. Because um, like the same thing too. Like, are you going to let Corn Ferry guys get in the top one, top top twenty five, but then come take somebody's spot on the PJ Tour when they haven't even played a full season too? Yeah. So it's kind of like at the end of the day, it's gonna get it's gonna get passed down the line. It's like who misses out. Yeah. So like, probably going to be like, all right, cool, you you did well on Corn Ferry. Like maybe we'll give you five. Uh, starts or something, but like we're not guaranteeing you anything crazy. And it'll all come from the top down. So, yeah, whatever the tour decides, then we'll see it kind of trickle through. Yeah, yeah. Um, you want to talk about our trip a little bit? Sure. So, we got a video coming out here soon. I've been working on it, and uh, we went to Robert Trent Jones Trail in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. I guess that was two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. First weekend in March. Um, Give me your thoughts on the initial thoughts on the course. Courses. Uh, so all thoughts. We got super lucky with weather. Amen. It was like sixty-five and sunny both days. Uh, wore toboggan a lot of times just because it was super windy, but uh, great conditions. You'll see in our video, and well, we'll touch on it. One of the one of the courses we played was Punch Green, so that was kind of a bummer. But the course layout was fun. We knew that going in. That's but true. It was like nine days apart, and if we wouldn't have had like rain and cold. It probably wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah, yeah, it made it worth it with the weather, and and we haven't really played a lot of golf. I haven't played around in three and a half months until then, so yeah. it was fun to get back out there. Still took all my money. Then we went to uh, Fighting Joe. The next course over the first one was Schoolmaster. Second one, Fighting Joe, uh, overseed with Rye in the fairways. Beautiful layout. Uh, greens were great. Greens were great. Rolled great. Uh, we had a big time. Uh, I like the. I love the RTJ courses across Alabama. We we took a guys trip last year. Um, eight of us went down to Birmingham, went to Ross Bridge, Oxmoor Valley, and played. It was a great setup, uh, great accommodations, and really good golf, really good golf courses. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Definitely probably bang for your buck within, yeah, it was within driving distance. 50 bucks a round? Yeah, it was, it was basically like 50 to 55 bucks a round yeah. pre, before tax. In the first day, we got like the all-day rate. I think we got in – 40 holes. We played 33 holes the first day. There you and go. We played 18 Sunday. So, I mean, we played – 50, 50 holes in a weekend. Yeah. Which in March – it was literally daylight savings time the day. Oh, changed. yeah. So, we like, got another hour. If we would have been there the next day, we would have probably been able to finish and played 54. But for Robert Trent Jones, like, I don't know. You're not going to find another country club that's probably, like – Design like they're on big, they're big ballparks. Like they, yeah. they spent all the retired people's money in Alabama to build all these <laughs> golf courses. Like big, they must have hit some big time pensions. Yeah, uh, made some serious cash in the market to build these because they're all on huge sites. This one's built right along the Tennessee River, mm-hmm. so it's like on a bluff and it's up and down and it's wide. I mean, it's a huge place, so it's not anything like your Parkland 
country club golf courses that you're playing anywhere else. So it's cool in that aspect too, mm-hmm. but it's good quality. And like I said, you can book, like if you book in a head kind of rate and basically go ahead and commit, you're going to get, it was a hundred dollars to play all day. Like we would have gotten there at seven o'clock in the morning. We could have just played as yep. much as we wanted to. Yep. Um, and thanks to at echo footwear, no free ads. We yep. could have played all day. Yeah. Your feet were feeling a lot better. <laughs> um, we stayed at them. They have, most of them have like a Marriott resort with them. Yep. So we stayed there. They got this cool restaurant. It's called like the 360 Grill. And Will didn't believe it, but the floor is moving. So like in one hour, you'll rotate all 360 degrees around the whole restaurant. Which is super cool for this location because you get to look at the Tennessee River. You get to look at the dam. Uh, you get to look at some other sites across the city. Downtown and a, Florence. And a pre, yeah, good view of downtown Florence, which uh, Florence is an underrated, underrated little town. town. Yeah. For sure. Got North Al- University of North Alabama is there. I think we both enjoyed it. A couple mm-hmm. steaks and a couple – uh, basil, basil Hayden Slater, yeah. Yeah, um, Will took all my money, that's for sure. Um, even though he hadn't played, it just shows that uh, no matter what, he gets out of bed, he's a better golfer than me, and I'm just having to try to learn how to cope with it. Um, it's like riding a bike. I was fine. But, they got, like, some really cool par threes. I posted some pictures. There's They, they have an island-type green that you've seen that's really good. Um, one of my favorite holes was probably the, uh, the par five – 12th or 13th, I can't remember. Um, but it's really cool tee shot, blind over a bunker you can't see. You have to lay up no matter what. It's like a three-wood or a two-iron layup with like a pitching wedge into the green over water. Um, that was one of my favorite holes on Fighting Joe. Um, I, I think, and I'll say, say this in the video, but I think Schoolmaster, like go in the middle of June, green, mm-hmm. best conditions, I would think that Schoolmaster would probably be a cooler course to play. Yeah. There's some quirky holes, like some like 90-degree dog legs that you have to hit like a five iron off the tee. Yeah. And then you have like a six iron in. A lot more risk reward, yeah. Yeah, like or you could try to take a driver and blow it over everything. I mean, it was it was wet, kind of, a little damp, punch green, so like you couldn't really get the full effect. But like I could really see where it would be cool if when the trees are all green and the grass is green um, – I would, th- I think, and I've heard you've played it before this, and other people I've talked to said that's their favorite of the two. Yeah. Um, and Fighting Joe, like, even uh, it was hard. Like, even with the native areas, like, not growing up, like, yeah. we were a little loose off the tee just because it was windy and we hadn't played a ton, but, like, it can beat you down. You have to drive it well. You got to, like, respect it. I know a couple holes, uh, it'd be like 420, yeah. dead into the wind, and I would hit a driving iron off the tee, like, because that's the shot that it called you for. You want to hit a driver because yeah. you know you're still going to have, like, an eight iron in. But, but your slide. margin of error is so little there that you have to come back and, like, respect the course, which I love about golf courses. I love when you have to kind of think your way around a more rather than bomb and gouge. It's a good challenge, like you said, uh, the summer for – uh, schoolmaster would be great. Fighting Joe, I thought was awesome. Now, yeah, I think it'd be great in the summer. I think in the fall, it'd be perfect. It's like a cross between, yeah, late fall would be like October, November. There would be great. Yep. Um, I feel like it's kind of a cross between like a mossy oak style. Mm-hmm. Just it's not anything like that's around here. Very rolling native area, tall grass, or it could be kind of like a Wisconsin. Or when we were there. It felt like Arizona to me, yeah, because they had overseeded. And like I don't know, most people just they just don't overseed around here. Okay, yeah. A lot of people now have switched to Zoysia Fairways, so they're they're greening up right now. But a couple of weeks ago, like most play, like it literally all the rough was dormant Bermuda. The native areas were kind of green because that grass is like is a cold weather grass. Mm-hmm. It's starting to grow, 
and then the fairways are overseed. It felt kind of like PGA, like when you watch PGA West or whatever. Literally. The Desert Classic. That's, that's exactly what it, what it looked like. That's what it looked like to me. Like yeah. It had a couple water features, but they were obviously man-made. Yeah. And then everything else was just kind of like rolling hills up and down, up and down. Some yep. deep bunkers. It was super fun. I love the green, uh, the green fairways and the contrast when it's in dormant with everything yeah. else. So it was, it was a cool course. It gives you something, and like the greens were obviously green too, and like it the, makes a huge difference. Giving you, it feel like the contrast gives you better aiming points. Yeah. Than when everything's just like brown. Yeah, they have some huge greens there too. There's some really tricky pin placements. You know, 60, 70, 80 foot putts every now and then if you miss it in the wrong spot. So it really makes you golf your ball. Combine punch greens with huge greens. And that is Webb Emerson's nightmare for three putts. I think we had like 11 three putts combined the first day on those greens. Yeah, the for for sure on those. Because, I mean, if you were basically outside of 25 feet, you were in three-putt zone. Because you're going to, like me, leave it four feet short and then dink it around the hole. Or if you somehow got in a a groove line that didn't have any holes in it, you would, like, blast it past and then have something coming back. Yeah. Definitely would recommend – uh, Absolutely. I'm sure we'll go to another one here soon, but uh, that's all we got right now. I don't know when we'll be back. Oh, I think we've got some. Now that all the players are kind of uh, taking some time off unexpectedly, we got some uh, interviews lined up next week with some guys uh, that y'all might recognize. So stay tuned for that, and thanks for listening. Wash your hands. Yeah, make sure <laughs> wash your hands and don't touch anybody else's balls on the golf course. That's right. Cheers. Cheers.